You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 54 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. This is part two of our free trip, a free game triple header series to preview the Miami Heat series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, if you didn't catch last night's episode with Greg Sylvander from Five Reasons Sports Network, please go and check that out. It was great fun, always brilliant, always insightful, always full of culture whenever we speak to Greg. So go and check that out. Uh, available, of course, on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And please check out the YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV. You get all podcast episodes on there too, for those that prefer to watch and listen. And of course, it is home to the game day from the UK live streaming show. And that brings me on nicely to welcome two of the three from the streaming show on their debut from Heating Up the UK is John Jablonka. John, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, thanks. Great stuff. And a seasoned vet, of course, on Heating Up the UK, Sam Aquara. Take a bow right now. Probably just take a bow, but I haven't got enough space. (laughs) How you doing, Sam? How about you? Good, yes. I'm I'm very well, very well. Yeah, we wanted to get Darren Carter on this week. Haven't spoken to Darren for some time, but just like the NBA season, it's the business end of the football season as well for Darren. So he is swamped every night with football stuff as the season sort of hits its climax. So, uh, yeah, we've got John and Sam. Danny may be joining us. We don't know. Hopefully he he, he wires in at some point today. But uh, in the meantime, we'll roll just the three of us. So here we are again, guys. As I said with Greg last night, who would have believed it? Just five months after an incredible uh, run uh, to the finals last year. Here we are five months after the season starts. We're back about to start another NBA playoff adventure against an old foe we are running it back it's the season repeat for the Bucks series it's going to be fantastic we're going to get right into it but before we do a little reflection on last year we're not going to try and sort of repeat what we did last night but we're going to ask I think this is going to be quite a fun question before we come on to the Bucks stuff I'm going to get your regular season player of the season and most improved player for this year so far, which I think some might think is straightforward, but I don't think it is. I think this could, this could go either way. So I'm interested to get your take on this and the reasons why before we come on to the Buck stuff. So, John Jablonka, we'll kick off with you, sir. What are we thinking? Most improved player and, first of all, player of the regular season? Uh, the player of the season, that's the easiest one, that's Butler. Uh, when he played with a top four team in the East, the same record as the Bucks. Um, got a career year all around and was an all-NBA defensive for us. Uh, but for the most improved, I would have to say Duncan. Like it. Like it. Uh, the most surprising stat is the fact he played every game for two seasons straight in the most weirdest seasons. Until the weirdest season, he's still been playing all the games. And... Um, He's not a defensive liability like last year. He's he has a more all-around game, and like he showed in the Boston game, he can actually do more than just shoot. So I think he's our most improved. A, a great shout, a great shout. I think that um, I spoke about this with Greg last night. I think that just that just that take alone, the fact that 
Duncan, those two main things, the fact that he has been available every day, and that is something, every single game, that is something in a COVID hit season is pretty special. But mainly, as I said to Greg last night, the the fact that he's just not a defensive liability anymore is huge for this team. And yeah, the shooting was always going to regress. We knew that. Um, but take that away. The, I never saw him being such a, a more rounded player than what we got out of Duncan this year. So uh, I'm glad you've highlighted Duncan there. Well, I'll just add, like you said about the shooting regression, but since the deadline, he shot um, for like 45% on eight and a half attempts, which is basically the same as last year. It's last year's Duncan again. It's last year's Duncan. I love that. Thank you for that little stat. I don't expect anything less of you, John. That's brilliant. Uh, okay, so we've gone for uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, any sort of thoughts on Jimmy, uh, the fact that he's missed 20 games? Did that come into your head at all, John? Or was it just the fact that, no, when he's been there, he's been that damn good that you can't look anywhere else? Yeah, because when we had without when we were without him, we were hope, hoping for a play-in. Um, we didn't even want the six seed or anything that wasn't even in our minds we just hopefully make the play in and then that's it but with him he just make he just raised our ceiling way too much way too high yeah i mean it is quite it is quite frightening almost the difference between this team with and without jimmy um jim carlin never put it quite well saying that we're a challenger with jimmy we're a lottery team without him which i think is quite reflective it's quite accurate so uh sam same question to you. Any difference here? Do you think any movement on Jimmy? Is that Does that 20 games missed have any sort of play for you that we could look elsewhere or is it nailed on? Nah, it's spot on. Jimmy is the MVP of the season. It's a clear difference when he's on the court and we could see it when he was battling with the illegal like COVID issues and moment he came back as the MVP of the season, the intensity he brings and how he elevates other players as well is just more than enough to end up right as the he MVP of the season for me. Most improved player for some reason I thought John was gonna go with Bam, but to me it's Duncan Robinson. Absolutely Duncan Robinson. Um his shooting has not declined this season. The only difference is he's being defended differently. Mm. Um I just had a look and he's still shooting over forty percent for the season and he's doing it on I'm correct, is it nine attempts or 8.5 or something like that? And that's ridiculously good. I mean, there's no debate. He should get paid at the end of the season. Um, but aside from his shooting, we've seen how his game has developed. He's taking players off the dribble. He's making smart decisions when he's passing. And for me, I rank defence above all. And to see his defence come a long way from last season, I am fantastically pleased. I won't say he's a defensive liability, and I won't say he's fantastic on defence. But um, I know you've been seeing those tweets going around on on Heatwear about what the matchup would be. And my instinct is, I'd actually like Duncan Robinson sitting on Justin Holiday or Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, sorry, Drew Holiday, yeah. on um, in the box series because I think he he I think he deserved the right to do that. He was, he's made some smart plays, even the last few games, like toward the end of the season, his defensive plays have been up. He's in the passing lane. He's man. He's he's playing good. His defense has been fantastic. Well, yeah, better yeah. than last season. <laughs> I, I think that's um, 
again, I think I'm 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 glad because we're all aligned. We all had the same we all had the same players. I think that's great, and I think that's really in for 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 a guy who's a sniper and is known as a shooter. For the fact of him to drop off, although be it that you know he's come back recently, the fact I I don't think anybody saw him rounding his game off as well as he has done this year. And credit to him for that because that takes nothing other than work ethic to be able to look to improve your game like that. Um, I think so. Testament to him. So um, I asked this question to Greg. Actually, I'm going to ask you both quickly before we move on to the Buck stuff. Would you take last year's Duncan Robinson or this year's Duncan Robinson for this series, John? This year, the the shooting from last year and this year is not much different, but everything else is much better. But um, I think the the all around improvements like. Offsets the slight um, best year from last year. Yeah. Okay. So literally, it's straightforward. Sam, any difference, or is it bang on for you as well? I mean, uh, I think I need to like understand the question better. Like when we say last year's Duncan Robinson, do we mean like it's his first proper full season and people are defending him that way, or yeah, I'm just uh, yeah, his I'm... abilities fully. Yeah, I mean, in the, obviously he was the, the shooting which just came. It was record breaking, wasn't it, last year? I mean, but th- that was yeah. really all he had to his game, and he actually had a pretty poor series against Milwaukee. But just in general, he was just you know lights out. So even though that that's slightly gone down, uh, but the fact that his other he's added more important things to his game and more uh, he's become more rounded. Um, it was more that question of do you take that that elite shooting uh, percentage that he hit as opposed to uh, the more rounded side of this game. Um, well, percentages, but I feel like the number the numbers don't tell the story well enough. Yeah. I personally don't believe he's a, he's a worse shooter than last year, and we ju- I've just talked about the way he's developed over the season. So I'm definitely going with this season. Great stuff, good stuff. Right, guys, let's come on to the Bucks series. This is why we're here. Um, Sam, stick with you for a minute. The Bucks. This narrative that they are clearly better, and let's have it right, they are better. You know, just adding Drew Holiday to your team will do that. They're, they're, a, they're a scary team now. They're I think more they're, talented. They're, exactly, they're more talented. That's the right way They've to They've got talented it. players. They're more talented. But their record has not has gone down. So they're, 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 not, they're not that juggernaut, that regular season juggernaut that they were last year. What's the sort of main reasons for that? Because the, the the personnel is better. Is it just simply because the East has got stronger, or is there another thing that we're missing? Um, I personally just want to put it down to the personnel. Um, just looking at the sort of contribution they get from their top three: Drew Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. Drew Holiday is, is a significant impact from where they were at last season, and even looking at their bench as well, with the likes of. Um, PJ Tucker, um, what's his name? Forbes. Was Forbes yeah. on last season? Uh, I don't think so, no. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they have improved um, in terms of their personnel, but they're still running the same schemes. And to be fair, um, when you look at a sort of offense day run, particularly with the five out leading to screen and rolls, it just keeps shooters open and they have got better shooters. So it does kind of make sense how they're a better team this year. Well, seen as a better team this year yeah it's um it's it's a really interesting one i just uh i think that 
I, I mainly put it down to really to because the, the, the East is more competitive as it was last year, even though we've had teams that have fallen away, like Miami have fallen away a little bit, although came good in the end. Uh, the Raptors have fallen away. But, you know, the, the Knicks and the Hawks have got better. That Hawks team is a good team now. Um, that's a way more better. That's a much better roster than it was last year. Obviously, we've seen what's happened with the Nets. The Sixers obviously massively improved because they, they figured out all their problems. So I think that this to last year, there was that noticeable gap between the Bucks and the rest of the field. And that's really tightened up. So I think that might have something to do with it. But um, yeah, there's there's a few players here that worry me, John. Um, mainly, to be honest, apart from sort of the big two stars there, well, three, if you include Middleton, which you absolutely should. But why am I so worried about Brooke Lopez? He could cause us some real problems, couldn't he? Yeah, if your whole, if your whole focus is on Giannis, then Middleton, then we have to actually pay attention to Drew. Then... Couldn't just be like a spark shooter, and just I think he killed us as well on the perimeter last year. He did, yeah. And now they won't have Eric Betso being a liability on offense on anyone else. So if, uh, yeah, he could be like more involved in the offense if the defensive schemes is more focused on their star players. Mm. So just staying with you for a minute, John. Do you think that? What's going to be more important to this series? Is it going to be Miami's offense or Miami's defense? I'll say defense. Uh, I'm looking at the the Bucks stats this year. See if see if they were better last year or this year. Their defense went significantly worse this year, mm. uh, but their offense improved much better. They were um, seven. Um, they had a relative. Defensive rating of 7.7, and this year it's only in 0.9. So their defense somehow went worse. But the, they're almost five point, five point better on offense this year. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, I think our defense would be much, much more important. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably right, isn't it? Um, Jimmy Butler obviously is a major part of that at both ends. Um, obviously, it goes understated to say that we're going to need him to do similar sort of things of what he did last year. And I just want to bring up some stats from last year's series against uh, the Bucks because it was sort of jaw-dropping, really. Uh, Jimmy's influence, um, he scored 40 points in game one last year, including the game-winning free throw. Uh, sorry, no, he scored 40 points in game one. He hit the game-winning free throws in game two. He scored 17 in the, in the fourth quarter alone in game three. And he got to the line 54 times in game four, hitting 46. 54 times Jimmy Butler got to the line, hitting 46 out of them. That influence is insane. Sam, he's got Drew Holiday potentially guarding him this time. I mean, we're sure, I mean, maybe not, but um, Jimmy, we're going to need that sort of production again, are we? Or do we expect this? Or is that just literally, can we expect him to put that sort of cape on and do that sort of thing again? Is he going to have to? Um, That's a tough one. I mean, I don't say we, we expect him to, but um, if my memory serves me right, we didn't really have a, a, a three-point shooting series in comparison to the pace of how much of a burden on Jimmy. And um, Jimmy's going to be Jimmy. If he has to, he will. But I don't want to say he, he'll need to. 
Yeah, John, do you think that um, do you think there's anything more important here than uh, than if he have got any chance of getting through this? Uh, Jimmy's got to try and replicate that sort of form, uh, and he's been saying it. He's been barking loudly, saying, "Look, we're not scared of anybody. We'll take anybody on." This is all the things we expected from him, but I just couldn't believe those numbers when I saw them earlier. And I think that if that's what's got to happen again, um, you know, is that is that a reason for concern? Because Wow, I mean, that, to repeat that, that's pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, and um, last check with none struggling, Duncan struggling. That's why he had to do that, all of that heroic stuff. But if um, Duncan continues to play better and Duncan continues to play like our one of our best scorers, and I don't think we will need Butler to do all of this stuff, dropping 40 and then having so many short attempts. Because we didn't have none at all be contributing to the game and if he can take some of the offensive load off and Bam as well Bam wasn't that much on the, on the offence last year as well so I think this year will be more of a collective rather than just focus on Jimmy but he will still be needed um, to close the games out because yeah. not yeah. can actually close games like he, he can Well this was something um, I was thinking about earlier because obviously with Jimmy at least we've got you know, people can argue about the roster and the strength in roster and the Bucks are already chirping out saying we've got more talent, etc. But which, you know, to the neutrals and maybe even to, to our Sikh fans, we probably would agree with. It's difficult to look past their starting five, for example, and maybe say that we've got more talent. I wouldn't, you know, I think you'd have to be a bit of a homer to, to say that. But um, we've got that closer in Jimmy Butler. I don't think they have, have they, Sam? I mean, you know, they've got pure talent. They've got Giannis that, you know, is just this freak of nature. But I don't see a closer really on that team. I don't see who you put the ball in. Uh, you put the ball in their hands with, you know, seven seconds to go and expect a bucket. What do you think? Um, I'd like to think, well, not up to the level of Jimmy Butler, but I'd like to think Middleton is that guy for them. Mm-hmm. When you think of game, I believe it was game four of the last series where we were wishing to sweep them and Middleton is just having a field day of just putting the ball in his hand and he was delivering it for them. So he, they do have that, but I wouldn't call him Jimmy Butler or put him to that level of a closer as Jimmy Butler. And we've also got Bam this year, so mm. Bam's the most clutch player in the league statistically. Yeah. So That's it, absolutely. Yes, yeah, great point to bring up. Um, right, before we come on to the next bit, the sort of one thing that I think has been highlighted over the sort of all across the board here is the mismatch on the bench. The fact that, um, you know, Spo totally outclassed um, Budenhoser last year. Um, I don't think it was like, you know, just, it just schooled him, really. They, I, as I said to Greg last night, after within two games, I thought, we've got these guys. We've got them. They've got no answer to plan A. It was literally, oh, that didn't work. Now what? And they had nothing. Spo has had a week to roll with this. Um, he, he's, in, he's been in the lab. You know that he's going to be working on things. I think, is it naive to think that this could be one in, on the coaching side of it, Sam? Absolutely not. Um, I, I, that is exactly where it will be won because we're going to need a lot of defensive schemes to contain their top three players. Um, and the Heat do have, in my opinion, a wider selection of players to put on them this year. Obviously, we're missing Jay Crowder, but we've still got um, we've got Trevor Ariza now, who's yeah. more versatile on the well, I like think he's more versatile on the wings. Obviously, he's not a body that we can put on on Yanis, but he could do well on the Middletons and Drew Holiday. So yeah, um, when you consider 
the fact that I think people keep leaving out that we have still got Andre Godalo on the bench as well. Mm. But um, Eric Spolstra has got a wide range of tools to plug in to combat the top three players, and I'm quite excited to see what he does. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be huge because I think Bud's going to sort of know that in the back of his head, and it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to being completely out coached last game, uh, last series. Sorry. Um, okay, so here's a question for both of you, John. I'll start with you, Giannis. I think everybody would, you know, I don't think there'd be any arguments to say he's the most talented player on the court uh, during this series. Butler probably the most influential. So let's ask you this: Who would you rather have, Giannis and Bud, or Butler and Spo? That's an easy question. That's an easy question. All right, well, John, you, you think day. about it. You think about it. Sam's in there. He's straight in. Sam, what are you saying? I'd take Butler and Spoh any day. Simple as that. John, any 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 difference? Well, yeah, Giannis is more <laughs> of a talented and a better player, but Maybe biased, but yeah, I'll go with Spoh and Butler as well. They did go to the finals with him, exactly. and Butler did take two games from LeBron. And then he isn't the first player to um, beat LeBron in every statistic in the game, in the finals. I don't, I can't see Giannis doing that. There you go. I love it. So, any, so what makes me laugh is any. NBA neutrals that tune into this would just be laughing their heads off at us now. But look, we're going to stick with we're going to stick with our guys. This is what we do. Um, I'm with you guys. I'm with you. Give me give me Jimmy Butler, who on his day nobody can do what he does. Nobody nobody else would have been able to drag that team to the finals other than probably LeBron James. Um, so yeah, and you you put Spo in. in my opinion is the best coach in the NBA as well. Um, yeah, I'm taking our guys. I'm taking our guys. Right, guys. Before I get some predictions from you, um, is it Again, is it, is it understated to say that the fact that right now the Heat have had a really up and down season, so has everybody, to be fairness, so we've had some real problems, but the Heat have always been looking for their identity to find their stroke in time for the playoffs. And it's been frustrating because we keep saying, uh, you know, it will come, it will come, we'll find that rhythm, and we was running out of time. But then just before, last half a dozen, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 games, we did find that rhythm. So with that in play... Here we roll into the playoffs now against the Bucks team, who a lot of people will say the Heat are the underdogs, maybe correctly so. But is it fair to say that momentum is everything and right now the Heat are playing their best basketball of the season, Sam? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't want to say that, particularly because we've had this break between the end of the season and the playoffs where these playing games are happening. And yeah, if there was any momentum, it could easily be lost within that break. But um, yeah, it's, it's just a testament to how professional these guys are. And their eyes are on the prize in the playoffs and they got ready right in time for the first round. So mm -hmm. kudos to them for that. Yeah. John, any um, variant on that? I'm looking at how we ended last season and we ended our last season pretty much worse than this year and we still ended up doing better in the playoffs yeah i um, seem to remember us having a really sort of bad start to the bubble i think we we end up with a losing yeah. record in the bubble the regular season i think maybe yeah. a lot of it was just sort of tuning you know just phoning it in type thing and just getting ready and sharpening up for the playoffs but yeah i remember us uh, sort of having a losing record i think and uh, 
I'm going to just take what Jimmy says, just bring him to the playoffs. He can, He looks like he can just flip the switch. The team looks like they can just flip the switch as well in the playoffs. I don't see how the, um, recently um, what they were doing has any say on what they're going to do in the playoffs. Mm. I think they were fine then. Yeah, fair enough. Right, so one final question then. Um, out of the Take away the, the, the main two, Butler and Bam, who we expect to bring it. Out of the rest of them, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, maybe Trevor Ariza as well. Who's sort of the most influential? Who's go, who are we going to need to really step up to make a difference in this path? Because we expect and we need, let's have it right, we need Bam and Jimmy to have a big series here to, to go through the Bucks. Who's the next one, John? Who's the most, impo- most important, most influential that we're going to need here? Uh, none. None? Yeah. That's a good take. Okay. Okay. Last year was tragic, but I don't see tragic being double tragic again. Right. And none has been doing his role throughout the season. He's been our third. He's been yeah. He's been our best three level scorer. Uh, being almost a 50-40-90. So I think if he continues that, he can play that tragic role, and then yeah, that that offense will be much better. So. That's a really good shout, and it's. Uh, I feel bad now for not even even <laughs> thinking about him because he's also got a point to prove. He was out of the rotation this time last year. He had no minutes at all, and uh, not that I remember anyway. No sort of substantial minutes, no real influence on that whole bubble run, which must have been difficult for him, considering as though he was such a massive part of the regular season, and then all the accolades and all the you know the the praise that got heaped down on this Heat team, he wasn't a part of. So I think that might stick in his throat, and he's actually ended the season really, really well. So that's a really good shout John uh Sam anyone different yeah for me it's Duncan Robinson I feel he needs to make his stamp on this playoffs I don't believe I don't feel like he was able to do that last year and it was one of the reasons why Jimmy and Bam had to take on a lot more and if we can have those series if we can like two games a series where Duncan Robinson is shooting seven threes eight threes obviously we don't know if that's going to happen or if it's possible but we need I want to see consistent Duncan Robinson games in the playoffs and that takes the ease or it, it puts a lot of ease on the other players mm, yeah definitely and he did have a disappointing series last year um which was a real shame because again that was the that was the most notable um sort of result out of last year's playoffs in general no one expected the heat to just brush aside the bucks and uh and and Duncan didn't really come to the party on that it wasn't it was a tough series for him. So I think, again, that may be in his memory. So there's some real narratives here. There's some real undertoning narratives that could work for the Heat. It's going to be a really interesting series. Final question, guys, before I get your prediction. Will this season, if it ends against the Bucks, will it be considered a failure, John? Uh, I, don't, I don't see it that way. There's no... Everyone says how the Bucks got much better. So I don't think that there's any shame in losing... To the Bucks in the first. The only thing, yeah, the only thing he says, you you'll be a first round exit. But losing to the Bucks or the Nets in the first round doesn't mean it's a failure. Mm. Um, if we would have lost to the Hawks or the Knicks in the first round, then yes, that would be a failure. But you, if you're losing to a team that's potentially going to the finals, then there's no shame in that. Yeah, um, I think it all comes down really to the level of the defeat if it doesn't then defeat it could be as simple as that if we get swept or even just out in five I think there'll be a few uh there'll few there'll be a few sort of toxic tweets being flown around I'm sure but Sam what do you think if we go out 
in any way, shape or form against the Bucks in as a first round exit. Same thing. Was it is it deemed a failure this year? Uh, yeah, I was a bit undecided while John was making his take, but you hit you hit it head on. Um, it just depends on how we play. If mm. we come out looking washed, looking like quote unquote bubble frauds, then it will be an absolute failure for me. If we play a seven game series and end up losing, and if it's a competitive season, then series, then then I've got no issues. It's yeah. just a, it just depends how we play in the series. Yeah, How totally agree. To it to. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think that's the fairest way to look at it. Look, if we play hard, if we just be, if we can just look back at the series, if it ends there, and we can say we gave them a game, we brought it every night. Uh, there's no real shame in losing to the to the Bucks with that team because they are a very good team. Having said that, guys, let's get some predictions. The big moments. What are we thinking, Sam? I'm going to start with you. Heat in six. Heat in six. There we go. So uh, Greg was also heating six last night. So really? we're uh, yeah, he's heating six. Uh, he, I mean, heat. Greg's <laughs> Greg's predictions were heating six against the Brooklyn Nets. Heating seven against the Sixers. Heating six. We're back to the finals, but I didn't expect any <laughs> less from uh, from from the culture shot that is um, that is Greg Sylvander. Okay, heating six from Sam. John, what are you thinking, buddy? Yeah, last year we were heating five. They added Drew, so yeah, heating six this time. Simple as that. Love it. So a little bit, yeah, you've got, okay, you've got an all-star player. We'll give you an extra game. That's as far as you're going. Love it. Right. As I said last night, I'm not going to give my predictions until tomorrow's episode <laughs> when uh, obviously I'm, I'm, in, I'm on with, uh, with UK Bucks. It'll be a really good episode. Again, guys, thank you very much for joining me. It's going to be a great series. I can't wait. It all kicks off Saturday. Lovely 7 p.m. tip to start. We'll, ha- we'll take that. Um, we'll see where this goes. I think it's the most intriguing series of the playoffs. I'm not just saying that. I think there's so much. What I love about it is neither team has blinked on this. We got we, we ended up um, we, in that sixth seed. Jimmy Butler said, we ain't scared of anybody. We'll take anybody on. Bring them on. The Bucks have not blinked either. They've said, look, we could have won. We could have sort of been a bit soft in that last game. We could have gone through uh, a Knicks or Hawks series, uh, but we, we went out and won that game convincingly. So that shows that they want this game. They want this smoke. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a great series. Join us tomorrow, guys, for the, uh, the, the final part of this three-piece uh, trio triple header that we've set up that'll be with uh, UK Bucks tomorrow we're going to try and convince him why it's going to be uh, a convincing Miami Heat win but even so it's going to be good insight to see the perspective from Milwaukee until then thanks very much for joining again we'll join you uh, tomorrow take it easy guys you've been listening to Heating Up the UK be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.